Uh, I had a client several years ago. He was uh, riding his motorcycle to work. He was in the military. And another guy, someone who just moved to uh, Virginia Beach area, uh, made a left-hand turn in front of him and caused a, a really violent collision. Uh, he did everything he could to avoid the accident. It was just a very long truck um, and there was just no way where he could go with there being one lane in either direction and there was also some construction in the area. Um, despite the accident being clearly the, the truck driver's fault, he uh, still tried to blame my client uh, the motorcyclist. Thankfully, there were two eyewitnesses who stayed at the scene. Um, they were very kind people. They reached out to my client to check on him and see how he was doing because uh, they just saw how terrible the accident was. And they cooperated with us and made themselves available through the case. So even though in this case it seemed so obviously the other driver's fault, um, thankfully we had these witnesses so that uh, he couldn't come up with some lie or some story to try to deflect responsibility or blame. Even though my client, who I, I still think about him in this case from time to time, um, did everything he could to be safe, and he was a safe motorcycle rider. Um, he was following all the laws and all the rules in place, but he had no control over what this other driver did. Um, he had a terrible uh, nerve injury to his arm based on the way he collided with the side of the, of the large pickup truck. Um, he lost considerable function to the arm and this was dev devastating to his, his career. He um, had a very unique, um, employable skill set um, through his military training that was gonna transition very well into the civilian world after retire from the military. But this nerve injury caused such a degree of loss of function to his arm that uh, he could no longer do that type of work. When the client first came to us for help, um, his biggest concern, because he, he could sense that he was badly hurt and, and likely would not fully recover, um, he was very concerned about how he was going to support his family. Um, he was very afraid of losing his career. Um, having to relearn a new career. These things were very troubling to him, understandably. Uh, this case on its face struck me as one that should have been very straightforward in that the other driver was clearly at fault, um, but he still refused to accept responsibility. Um, so we had to prove that he was at fault and thankfully we had those witnesses that were cooperative and uh, we were gonna do their depositions and prove to the insurance company that um, they had no defense in the case. Um, the other way we're able to help is, and these insurance companies will do anything they can to avoid paying someone fairly, is not only do they initially claim that our driver shared some responsibility, which was wrong, they initially claim that the insurance policy on the truck for the responsible driver um, may not be in play, uh, may not cover this accident, which would have been devastating um, for the at-fault driver not to have an insurance policy in place. We were able to fight with them about that a little bit. They then sent it out to coverage specialists and 
we were able to persuade them and they finally came around and agreed that the half a million dollar insurance policy on that truck was in play uh, to be pursued. You would think at that point, given the severity of my client's injuries, they would have just apologized and paid that money, but no, they fought it. We had to file a lawsuit and we had to extensively litigate that case. So after initially arguing that they weren't entirely at fault for the accident and refusing to pay, after at one point arguing their insurance didn't have to pay for different legal reasons as a result of this accident, they finally did come around and agreed to mediate the case. Um, and just before that mediation, they finally came around and acknowledged the severity of my client's injuries and they paid the full half a million dollar insurance policy um, on the case. While a half a million dollars is a lot of money and sounds like a lot of money, um, if you suffered such catastrophic injuries, you have enormous medical expenses that you've incurred and tremendous lost wages and future lost wages. If you have physical injuries that prevent you from um, doing lucrative work and you now have to go work a different job that pays less, you have what they call diminished earning capacity. Um, so it's very um, typical if you are a high wage earner or have a, a unique skill that if you lose your career in early in your life in your 30s or 40s that you could incur a seven-figure diminished earnings capacity over your lifetime. So the half a million dollars was all the insurance. There was no realistic way to collect beyond that, unfortunately. Um, but in many ways, it was not enough to fairly pay my client at the end of the day, which was really tragic. Well, in my judgment, I, I wish there was a way to realistically deliver him more money. But given the way the insurance company acted in this case, fighting responsibility, arguing the coverage didn't apply, we were at least able to deliver for him a result to um, get him back on his feet, um, you know, secure new training to start a new career and find other ways to, to provide for his family. You know, a couple takeaways are, especially if you've been catastrophically injured, um, you, you can't trust that the insurance company is going to just do the right thing. You need to consult with a lawyer um, because even the most obvious clear-cut accidents that should resolve, you would think within weeks or months of an accident, are never that straightforward. These insurance companies are always looking for ways to avoid paying you what you deserve, whether it be blaming you for the accident or arguing there's exclusions in place and the insurance in place are really in play. The, the other takeaway is you have to protect yourself. You never want to leave your future financial security in the hands of somebody else and the hope that they carry a large insurance policy. The minimum insurance limits in Virginia currently are $30,000. Um, if someone dies or they have catastrophic injuries, that's just a grossly insufficient amount of money to fairly pay someone for an accident. Now you can sue that person, you can take them to court, you can get a seven-figure verdict, but if there isn't underlying insurance to satisfy that verdict, to pay that money that you won in court, um, it's very hard to collect beyond the insurance. 
People often run out and declare bankruptcy. And frankly, just most people don't have that type of money lying around to pay you when you take them to court and, and win your case. Um, so you don't want to leave those things to chance. Um, you never want to get hurt. Um, some people get hurt and the person that injured them is covered with millions of dollars insurance. So there's ways to get you paid fairly. Um, but I'd strongly recommend you don't leave that to chance. You carry your own insurance policies. You carry big insurance yourself so that when that person with no insurance or very little insurance injures you, you can tap into your own underinsured or uninsured motorist insurance up to your limits. Um, so carry as much as you can afford in the event that you unfortunately do get hurt through no fault of your own. You have that assurance knowing that if the person who hurt you doesn't have a lot of insurance, you do and you're protected. A common theme with the many motorcycle cases I've handled over the years is no matter how safe the motorcyclist is, no matter how loud their bike is, uh, no matter how careful they are, a common theme with the person driving the car that ends up causing the accident is, I didn't see him. I didn't see you. Um, the fact of the matter is these motorcycles are smaller than vehicles. And for whatever reason, these people who aren't paying attention, they might see a car when they're just paying poor attention, but they're not gonna see you as a motorcyclist. So there's this inclination to think if you, if you ride a motorcycle that, well, I'm careful and I'm safe, I'll be okay. And I don't need to carry that much insurance on my bike because I'm on the motorcycle. I'm not really gonna hurt anybody in a car. But you carry that extra insurance to protect yourself uh, because you'll have uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage to step up to the plate and protect you in the event you're injured by somebody who doesn't have a lot of insurance. All right, well, thank you for listening uh, to this, this case story. I hope you all could have learned something from it. Um, I, along with my partners and colleagues here at Cooper Hurley Injury Lawyers, are very experienced in handling motorcycle accidents. If you have been involved in a motorcycle accident, have any questions, would like some free guidance, uh, we're happy to talk to you. You can reach us at 757 333-3333.